United States Navy boasts the most advanced and capable submarine force in the world. But where did this technology begin? On this episode of A History of the Navy in 100 Objects, we take a look at the drawings for the first submarine. We also will read a letter from its inventor, Robert Fulton, expressing his frustration that others seem to misunderstand the importance of his work. Claude Barabee, the director of the museum, has more on these documents relating to the Nautilus. The name Nautilus uh, in popular culture or literature first appeared in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Jules Verne's book about a futuristic submarine. The name was also used for the, the United States Navy's first nuclear-propelled uh, submarine uh, built by Admiral Hyman Rickover. But Nautilus was uh, a ship long before the 20th century or even the, the late 19th century. What we're looking at today from the Naval Academy Museum's collection of manuscripts are items by Robert Fulton. Robert Fulton is better known here in the United States uh, in terms of his ship that he built during the War of 1812, which was a, uh, a twin-hulled, steam-propelled warship. The first steam-propelled warship built in the world was built during the, uh, by the Americans during the War of 1812. It, was not it wasn't finished or utilized by the end of the war. But we have that model here on our first deck at the museum. Prior to that, however, Fulton was in France in the 1790s. And he is proposing an idea for a radically new concept in warfare, and that is of a submarine. The Directory is in charge of France at this time, uh, and he proposes this radical design, which is, which is essentially uh, wooden ribs covered by copper plating. Uh, the French consider it. He's building it in Rouen in France, and uh, it never really uh, deploys. It is tested. It goes below uh, water. Uh, later on, when Napoleon is emperor, he looks at the, he, he, he has finally some interest in it. But what's interesting in our collection is a letter from 1798 when Fulton is in Paris when he's ostensibly trying to propose this to the French. And in this he says, but for the presence, ple uh, the pleasure of seeing my canal system stand in its true light, and he's writing this to an American in Paris, I look to America and to America I look for the perfectioning of all my plans, which plans are not numerous, but this consequence uh, may be immense on the future improvement and prosperity for America. The plan of my Nautilus, you say, is not liked. This must be because its consequences are not understood. The idea is to get an infant. But I think I see in it all the nerve and muscle of an infant Hercules, which at one grasp will strangle the serpents, which poison and convulse the American Constitution. When the French reject the Nautilus conception, he then goes to England to propose it. And he's in the middle of uh, designing and constructing a new Nautilus for England. But something intervenes, and that's the Battle of Trafalgar in 1805, which essentially uh, decimates the French fleet. So consequently, the, the British don't need it. 
Shortly after that, Robert Fulton moves to the United States uh, and begins designing steamships not only for use uh, in commercial transportation, but also in warfare. And so here we see uh, one of his designs for a steam, excuse me, a, a submarine, uh, which would have been the next Nautilus had the United States built it. Although the U.S. didn't use Robert Fulton's design as he would have liked, the government did build a submarine, the first being called the Turtle in 1775. We speak briefly with Captain Bob Clark, U.S. Navy retired, a former commandant of midshipmen, about the importance of the Turtle and early submarine history to him as a submariner. The Turtle, as you know, is uh, sometimes referred as to the first submersible, first submarine that the United States Navy uh, had and operated. And as I reflect on that as a submariner, uh, it rings very true with me for several reasons. First of all, I had the privilege of uh, learning and leading from 132 warriors on a submarine called USS Connecticut, SSN-22. And at the base of our ship's patch, at the center of our ship's logo, was the outline of the turtle. Now one would look at that and think technology and think static. And quite frankly, sometimes we look at our modern vessels and do the same thing and we become enamored with the technology, the hull, the weapons. But one of the things that I think is very special for me as a submariner and one of the things that has stand the test of time is the fact that submarining is and has been always about the sailors and the men that bring these vessels to life. And so if you look back at the turtle, it was this very small object, and at the center of it was a man. And the man controlled that inanimate object. The power, the heart, the soul of the turtle was a U.S. sailor. And today, though the submarines are a lot bigger and the technology is a lot more advanced, the heart, the soul of the U.S. submarine force are and will always be our sailors. And for me, that's a great tie. From the beginning of our submarine force to where we are now and into the future, it'll always be about the United States Navy sailor. Robert Fulton was before his time. If only he had seen the commissioning of the first nuclear-powered submarine, the USS Nautilus. The submarine force today remembers the trailblazers like Robert Fulton as critical to adoption of new submarine technology. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, and we hope to see you soon at the U.S. Naval Academy Museum.